What's up, everybody? Welcome to Funeral Nation, episode 117. I'm Ryan Thogmartin. That's Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. We are back in our respected offices, but but both going in and out of those respective offices. Yeah, that's true. I was just in uh, Mickey land yesterday morning when I woke up, and now I'm back over here in Phoenix. You have been on vacation. You're out yeah. camping, came in, and then going back out again, correct? That's right. That's right. Always on the move, baby. Motion. Hey, that's it. it. Just stay in motion. There ain't no moss uh, but under our feet, is there? We, we just keep on moving. Not recently, that's for sure. My goodness. That's the truth. And uh, I guess that's a great part of some vacation time. Speaking of which, a vacation time, you know, we're sponsored by C&J and their wonderful team. But they're led by a guy, Jamie Meredith. And uh, I have to just say, I'm, I'm friends with him, and I've had the opportunity to watch he and his four boys and wife. What a crew. He's got. They, uh, they've they been in and out of Alcatraz. I think they let all four of the boys out. I'm not sure. I didn't see That's that good. piece. But uh, they've had a big time over in San Francisco. But anyway, uh, I just literally met with a company down in Florida, one of our uh, larger firms that we consult for. And because of the work with accounts receivables, we dropped their AR 75% 90 days. And guess what? They use C&J Financial. Anyway, let's go ahead and roll that promo. What payment method do you prefer families use for your goods and services? Most funeral homes and cemeteries prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance as the preferred method of payment. However, families who use life insurance are able to purchase the funeral service of their choice and spend 31% more on your goods and services. By encouraging more families to pay with insurance, you can create a better experience for the family and become more profitable without increasing your call volume. The reason most firms prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance is that insurance companies are a hassle to deal with and payment can often take weeks or months to receive. With C&J Financial, you can receive funding within 24 hours of verification of benefit, thereby eliminating the hassle, headache, and cash flow delay in processing insurance death claims. Let us show you why hundreds of funeral homes all across America choose C&J for their assignment funding needs and why many associations, accounting firms, and industry leaders recommend C&J to their clients and members. So, Ryan, what's uh, kind of the big news we got going on right now? Yeah, it's We're in that period of summertime where there isn't a ton of big news happening, uh, but we did post a kind of opt-ed opinion piece uh, on Connecting Directors this week from Ellery Bowker, and it was kind of an open letter to funeral directors and funeral home owners talking about the end of business. Uh, and I, I personally, I think you feel the same, think it was a very well put together piece, um, but a lot of thought-provoking material in that letter to really think about. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, he, he basically hit the nail on the head about anticipating or thinking about or training or preparing for what's next. Right. We seem to typically go through our day working. We don't think about our business, what's down the road. You know, cremation's changing. We've got the personnel changing. We have people who are not using the big real estate pieces. You know, thinking about if I started a new funeral home today, what would it look like? Right. You know, can I, can I create my new model based on the current model I have? I don't think enough of that conversation is going on. And 
you know, bottom line is revenues are going down. Revenue per call is going down. What are you doing to fix that? Uh, anyway. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting, Jeff. You get to deal with, I think, more of the, the order regime, funeral homeowners, succession planning, and, and getting things in order financially with them. I get to speak to a lot of the younger millennials. Not that you don't, um, but the majority of who I get to have conversations with are younger people who are frustrated with the way things in their firm are going. And you know, it's interesting to see how many uh, fathers and grandfathers and, and mothers and grandmothers are trying to protect the younger generation and do what they think is right. But at the same time, as they're trying to protect, what they're really doing is, is choking the oxygen out of the business because they're resisting all of what's changing and being able to utilize tools to help better position the next generation when they take over the firm. So what they're trying to protect from is exactly the thing that they're doing by having this chokehold. And I really think that Eller hit the nail on the head with rethinking the business model and, and just you know, it's time for a lot of people to just to step out of the way. Right. We just have to face it. The current and old funeral model is broken. It just 100%. doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And consumers have changed. You know, we see quite a bit of shifting away from religion. That's, that's based, you know, frankly, what, why do we have chapels at funeral homes? Because it's a religious-based uh, ceremony. So those things are being moved away. And uh, either you pay attention or you get left behind. There's right. going to be folks that are left behind. Who brought us this commentary today, Ryan? Are the great people at Sitch Casket um, just disruptors? That's it. They're disrupting. They are grabbing market share right and left, and it's pretty exciting to watch. So let's roll that promo. Funeral Nation is sponsored by Sitch Casket. Sitch has changed everything for funeral homes facing declining profits from cremation with casket quality equal to the top domestic brands, but half the cost or better. Sitch, only your accountant can tell the difference. Well, Ryan, I'm excited today. We have Mark Krause uh, from Wisconsin, who is basically going to give us a little uh, story from the other side. Uh, we had Christine Hitches on a few, uh, what, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. About the Wisconsin um, court-based decision about cemeteries and funeral homes. So let's go ahead and roll the uh, interview with Mark. Mark, welcome to the Funeral Nation show. Well, thank you for having me. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming on from Wisconsin. Uh, if you will take a few moments and introduce yourself and share with us a little about your professional background and career. Oh, as sorted as it may be. Well, uh, Mark Krause, uh, funeral director for getting close to 40 years. It's a long time. I currently the president of a of a third generation business we've been in business since 1933 and have the honor of being involved in many different things um, most notably I'm past president of the ICCFA one of the founders and, and past president of the funeral service and cremation Alliance of Wisconsin um, have presented to many many different conferences and educational opportunities nationally and internationally. Just just got back from China, actually, two weeks ago, where I spoke at the internet, the Chinese International Funeral Expo, which um, basically consisted of the Pacific Rim, you know, Australia, Thailand, Japan, Korea, and, and spoke on a number of different topics, including 
funeral innovation, branding, um, current funeral practices in the United States, and, and women in funeral service and how important that has become in the United States. Excellent. So, well, quite honored to be able to be asked to, to have done that. Yeah, that's quite a conference. I went a few year, years ago to the uh, Asia Expo and had the opportunity to, to present there. It's a wonderful experience. It was huge, absolutely huge and quite hot, 95 yeah. and 100% humidity the whole time. Wow. Wow. Well, That's Mark, a good spicy food, though. Very good. Well, Mark, we, we wanted to have you on the show today because we had Christine Henches on a few weeks ago to discuss the recent court decision in Wisconsin. Uh, could you please share your, your thoughts and views on, on that decision that was made? Um, yes. First of all, I'm extremely pleased of the outcome. I think not only does funeral service in Wisconsin win with that decision, but the consumers of Wisconsin win. Uh, I think it, on the surface, you look at this issue in the 10 second soundbite that comes from the opposition. Well, of course, it makes sense that there should be combinations and we should be able to do this. And, and it just impedes our business and our, and our, our rights are being infringed upon. It's not constitutional. Well, the courts had found it. It's quite different than that. Uh, as you drill into this issue, you find that there's lots of differences in, in why this law has been put in place. You go back 80 years ago and this law was put in place. It was done for consumer reasons. The, the legislature looked at it as funeral homes and cemeteries have competing interests involved here, and they were a good check and balance. And so they, they, they put this regulation in place. And so for the past 80 plus years, businesses like myself, funeral homes and cemeteries had set their, their business models up based on this law. And how funeral homes and cemeteries are regulated is so completely different. And because of that, now we put our business models in place. So funeral homes, we put our, our businesses up in neighborhoods. We put them on street corners, uh, Main Street America, so to speak. Um, and obviously, you look at why do the cemeteries want to overturn this law? Because they can put up a funeral home tomorrow where we can't tear down neighborhoods around our businesses and create cemeteries. Think about that. But this really kind of comes back to the main issue is its exit strategy in the sale of, of the businesses. This is why they want the combinations. This isn't a consumer-driven issue by any means. Consumers aren't clamoring for this to happen. This is the cemeteries, and especially the privately held cemeteries, look at this issue as an exit strategy. Who's going to buy their cemetery when it comes time to sell their cemetery? All right. And a cemetery, you'll have to agree, is worth more if they can have a combination. Wouldn't you agree with that? Certainly. And, and so think about now who stands to benefit from that combination being in place. Not only is it the person selling the cemetery, but it's the people that are brokering the sale of that cemetery. So, of course, they're going to be in favor of this also. Uh, the state looked at this as a consumer protection issue. Absolutely. They look at the vulnerability of people 
at the time of someone dying. And they looked at it as they have a rational basis to be concerned about this. Now, Wisconsin is one of nine states that have anti-combination legislation. And interestingly, most of the states that have combos never had any legislation in regards to any of this. So that made Wisconsin different. We had legislation in place. So now we had to deal with it and put businesses in place and do all sorts of different things. The circuit court judge that initially ruled on this and gave us a summary judgment in, in favor of the state and the law in place said, who's to say Wisconsin doesn't have it right? Maybe we don't have those consumer issues because of this law. And you look at the, the, the Funeral Consumer Alliance and the study that they've done on combination states. And basically that study says where combinations are in place, what they do is they artificially drive down price, get rid of competition, and then raise prices, 40%. That's, and they've got a study that shows different states that have put this in place. So the state does have a rational basis for wanting consumer protection here. So you're saying that states with combinations, their funeral prices are 40% higher than non? Not all of them, but according to this study, they can show you certain, Kansas City is a perfect example. That's one of the cities that they study. There's, there's multiple instances around the country where this has happened. I know that the people on the other side of the issue will say, well, this is their, their objections are not factual, but there are studies that come into play. You know, a wonderful person that I know, Bob Phelps, the attorney for the ICCFA, love him dearly, good man. And he always said, well, where you come down on an issue usually depends on whose ox is getting gored. And so, right? And wise comment. And, and certainly the ICCFA and the cemetery-based group that, you know, here I am past president, this is an issue for them. And so they, they absolutely have to, have to come down on these things. Um, funeral homes and cemeteries are regulated so differently. We have to follow the FTC. We have to have general price lists that are presented on demand to consumers. Cemeteries don't have those issues. There is a consumer issue. There, there's how we're regulated differently. In Wisconsin, amazingly, cemeteries, for-profit cemeteries don't pay property taxes. That's you know. So here, the consumer is subsidizing cemeteries. I'm subsidizing cemeteries now to compete against me off of land they've acquired tax-free after all these years. Right. That's, that's kind of an issue. Um, trusting laws in Wisconsin are different. They're regulated differently. Certain parts of the cemetery um, trusting issues, they only have to trust 40% in many of, their, many of the funds that they receive on premium. Interesting. Um, so there's so how do you unravel all of this so that there's equity and fairness? It goes back 80 years. How do you unravel all of these issues? You really can't. And you know, and there's and they're often saying that um, they're often saying that that the consumer wants this. The consumer is compelled 
they want they want combinations because it makes well i don't see people protesting and knocking down doors saying that they want this it's, again it comes back to consumer protection and exit strategy for those that want to sell their cemeteries and those and it also comes back to companies wanting combinations because there's a greater revenue stream for them. So going back to what was said in, in the earlier interview, um, cemeteries need to change their business model. Well, absolutely they do. Cremation is, is, is coming into place. And again, consumer protection is huge. You know, I think what, what happened back in the 60s and one of the things that compelled people to look at cremation, the cemeteries, I think, where they where they had an opportunity that they lost. They never made the committal service and the cemetery piece of the funeral process compelling. They they actually penalized people for wanted it be outside of our hours. You got to pay overtime. You want it on a weekend when most people are friendly to coming to funeral because they're off of work. They penalized them with, with weekend hours. Um, a huge piece is the hospitality thing. After funerals, what do people do? They have receptions. They have luncheons. There's a whole there's a whole industry there that they refuse to jump on. Right. That they they could have made the cemetery portion of the funeral process compelling and necessary and meaningful. Now you have people scattering. Right. Interesting that you uh, you mentioned that because you're one of the forebearers of uh, changing the model and doing things differently than others have. There was a great piece, in fact, we talked about it early on the show today uh, from Ellery Bowker about uh, just not asking what's next. And you've been one of those guys that have. I was just in a cemetery down in Florida this week earlier, and they have adjusted for what's next. And frankly, um, that little space that a cemetery plot would typically go uh, for one person using it for cremation is more profitable, actually. Yeah. But, you know, who's, who's going to be out here and ask what's, what's next, basically, in order to, uh, to change their model? So, you know, one of the reasons we w did want to have you here is that we did talk to Christine a few weeks ago. It's great that we have two presidents of the same organization. Uh, that's what I love about it. Opposite sides of the coin. That's right. That's right. It's not such a bad thing. But what we do appreciate and what we see is that we're having conversation about subjects that we need to pay attention to for our overall industry and profession. Because, again, you've got some states with, some without. Um, we have states with no regulation at all, and we have some that <laughs> yeah, and somehow every, they function. <laughs> every state is different. Absolutely. And we all have our ponds to swim in, so to speak, depending on the state that we have. You know, you look at, at cremation, and in Wisconsin, funerals, homes, cemeteries, and there's standalone crematories. And, and we're all licensed in a certain way. And when that law came into place, we didn't try to regulate people in or out, everyone that had what they had at that point, let's regulate them the same way. Right. And so, and, and so I guess it kind of comes back to this law. You, you, you change things in midstream. There's always going to be a winner. There's always going to be a loser. There's always going to be someone whose ox has been gored 
that they don't like it, but the law is the law. And, and what I view it as not being, it, it is the law as, as it was ruled. It is constitutional. The state had a rational basis to protect consumers. You know, and, and the legislators also looked at it the same way. I mean, overwhelmingly, they looked at it the same way. Right. Out of, out of all of the legislators in the state of Wisconsin, there's um, 99 assembly people. There's there's state senators. There's a hand. There's a bunch of them. Only two people signed on to the to overturn this bill. Wow. Out of all of those people, well, maybe there's a reason for it. And as the courts ruled, the court isn't there to be a super legislature. The court is there to decide on if these things are legal or not. Does the state have rational basis to support this law? And it came back again to consumer protection. And apparently it did, so there goes the ruling. Well, Mark, uh, you're certainly uh, one of the leaders in our industry and uh, a great example of what to do. And uh, I had the pleasure of meeting with you not long ago at one of your facilities, and it's phenomenal. Um, That kind of place. We just don't have a cigar-smoking section, but we do have a bar. Well, we, we can smoke cigar. We have a nice patio area that you can actually have a glass of wine and have a cigar on legally. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I just have to uh, make sure that I, um, one of my friends or I died during between May and about September. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Otherwise, bring your parker. Yeah, thank you. Hey, well, look, thanks for being on the show and sharing this with us. Um, again, the wonderful part about uh, our industry is that we do – um, have different views. However, we do uh, express them in respectful and wonderful ways. We give each other a hug. We clank the glasses together. We smoke a cigar. So I don't agree with you, but I'm still your friend. Well, and I, and I think that's an important point. We are. We're all good people. We're all colleagues. We can have opposing points of view, and it's still okay. That's right. Well, thanks for being on the show, and uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths here uh, not too long from now again. All right, well, you take care, and, and thank you for having me on your show. Thank All you, right, thank you. Bye-bye. You know, Jeff, Mark brings up some good points and uh, just more fodder for the conversation. Um, you know, I, I'm interested to see if we put this to a vote to the FNers, you know, what side of the fence are they falling on? Was this a good decision, bad decision in, in, in Wisconsin? Yeah, and we were just talking about the model. Is this good for – the profession overall, or is it something that uh, maybe a challenge down the road to be challenged again? In either event, I think it's wonderful that we can have the conversation. That's right. Interesting, we had two ICCFA presidents, one on one side, one on the other. So uh, that just shares how diverse and interesting our business is. That's it. You know, it's been a great conversation and uh, talking about how diverse business is and interesting. These guys are helping business owners change their model. Uh, it's it's pretty powerful stuff. Our, our good friends at Live Oak Bank, uh, and they've got a new promo, so let's roll that one. Introducing a new way for cemetery owners to grow their business. The Inventory Growth Loan, powered by Live Oak Bank. Want a better way to expand your inventory than the traditional pre-sale plans? Build and grow your businesses now. The Inventory Growth Loan leverages the value of newly constructed mausoleums and columbaria to get your expansion project moving sooner. Whether you're an existing cemetery needing to increase your number of crypts or a funeral home looking to add a memorial garden or columbarium, this product is your potential game changer. 
The inventory growth loan recognizes the cyclical nature of cemetery sales. So when sales are low, enjoy less strain on your cash flow. When sales are strong, pay down more of your principal. A more aggressive principal pay down shortens the life of your loan and fuels further expansion. Plus, our online management system allows you to easily manage your new inventory, monitor sales, review payments, and check your loan balance all in one place. The system also automates disbursements after each sale, then updates your loan balance, which helps you stay connected to your business's performance. The inventory growth loan is faster and more flexible than traditional loans, which allows you to pay less and retain more value. Ready to grow? Contact us and learn more about the Inventory Growth Loan, powered by Live Oak Bank. All right, Commander. This wraps up episode 117 in the books. I've got no idea what's planned for next week. Do you? Oh, I certainly do, but I don't want to put too much out here because, you know, we have to hold everybody on the edge. That's right. Um, That's right. It'll be fun, actually. I think it's going to be interesting, the conversation that we'll have. Anyway, uh, champ, thanks a lot. Hey, by the way, how about step back a little bit? Let's take a look at that outfit, man, oh, the front to back. This one's just for you, Jeff. This is uh, America. America. Yeah, I'm digging that, man. I'll salute that flag, buddy. Yeah, you're Appreciate looking it. good. Well, look, say hey to your uh, family. As, and, uh, I'm almost as tan as you. You look good, you know? <laughs> so say hey to the family and uh we'll connect up next week and uh fners thank you for what you're doing out there keeping our business rolling all right until next time have a great effing week peace out